0: the people that 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 the the second hour of First Edition here on WEAA 88.9. I'm Sean Yose, your host. Thank you for joining us or sticking with us for our second hour on this Tuesday. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at First edition 889 and don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook at First Edition on WEAA 88.9 FM. Go to weaa.org on our homepage for the latest podcast of First Edition or subscribe to our iTunes podcast, First Edition. Also hit me up on my personal Twitter account. The tag is at Sean Yose. That's my name. S-E-A-N-Y-O-E-S. Or go to my Facebook page if you have information, insight, or breaking news you want to share with me, I'll share with the people unless you don't want me to, and I won't. Uh, Coming up in this hour, the whole hour devoted uh, to a real conversation with three brothers, uh, Changa Bell of the Black Male Yoga Initiative, Benjamin Yanksevich, community activist and artist, and Ray Wimbush, director of the Institute for Urban Research at Morgan State University. We're talking about misogyny, sexism, and sexual assault in the wake of Trump's Locker Room Talk. I mean, what do you say to these things? Brothers, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank hey, you. Thank you, thank you Good to see all three of you. Um, <coughs> um, let's do it like this. Uh, we, I think we're going to just play this sound first, and then we'll talk. Most people have already heard it, but let's play it one more time, and then we'll talk on the other side
1: of it. The question from Patrice was about, are you both modeling positive and appropriate behaviors for today's youth? We received a lot of questions online, Mr. Trump, about the tape that was released on Friday. As you can imagine, you called what you said locker room banter. You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. That is sexual assault. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly I'm not proud of it, but this is locker room talk. You know, when we have a world where you have ISIS chopping off heads, where you have, and frankly, drowning people in steel cages, where you have wars and and horrible, horrible sights all over, where you have so many bad things happening. This is like medieval times. We haven't seen anything like this, the carnage all over the world. And they look and they see. Can you imagine the people that are, frankly, doing so well against us with ISIS. And they look at our country and they see what's going on. Yes, I'm very embarrassed by it. I hate it. But it's locker room talk, and it's one of those things. I will knock the hell out of ISIS. We're going to defeat ISIS. ISIS happened a number of years ago in a vacuum that was left because of bad judgment. And I will tell you, I will take care of ISIS. And we should get onto much more important things, and much bigger things. Just for the record, though, are you saying that what you said on that bus 11 years ago, that you did not actually kiss women without consent or grope women without consent? I have great respect for women. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Uh, so for the record, said, you're saying you never did that? I said things that, frankly, you you hear these things are said. And I was embarrassed by it, but I have tremendous respect for women. Have you ever and done those things? have respect for me. And I will tell you, no, I have not. And I will tell you.
0: All right, so that was Earl a ball i mean uh, br- donald donald, <laughs> donald j trump uh, the republican nominee for president of the united states um
2: that's that's that's
0: funny uh, <laughs> so first even before we get to you know you know what are the the conversation we're gonna have what do you, i mean i don't know you three got y'all they're a, Pay attention to what's going on, Doctor Wimbush. Maybe more so than than all three of us here at the table. But um, I'm gonna, and I'll go to you first. What do you make of this guy? I mean, sir, I mean, what do you make of him? I mean, what do you make of him?
3: Well, I'm a psychologist by <laughs> trade, <laughs> exactly. And so I've had the you know privilege of treating schizophrenics, and uh, in schizophrenia. They talk the way like if you listen to just that mm. exchange there, Trump must have conservatively have five or six topics mixed. We call it in psychology, word salad, which yeah. really is a, <laughs> you know, a characteristic of schizophrenia. There's more technical name, but most psychologists call it word salad. I've listened to Trump over the entire, you know, primary elections and all of this stuff. I really think there and I'm saying this as a psychologist, I really think there's something psychologically wrong with him especially if you compare his you know uh, videos from you know you can see a difference and so I think that you got to enter a parallel universe when you try to analyze him coherently and I mean that's very difficult to do and I think that he's unaware of it and I'm also saying that we were joking about it earlier but I think that uh, there may be some drugs involved I think that his sniffing is more than just sniffing. Uh, there easily could be a history of cocaine, and a current history of cocaine in his life. That being said, you know, and I want to just say this real quick. I think that he really doesn't know, as schizophrenics often. And I'm not saying he's schizophrenic, but I think he's schizoid. I do believe that, mm. and that means you can be fairly functional. I think that he doesn't understand the impact of what he does at any level on the people that are listening to him or his constituency. And so that's a pure psychological. We can get into the political later, Mm -hmm. but it's pure psychological.
0: To put to that point, and and I'm going to let it go afterwards, but to that point, I I was listening to Angela Raj, who's a Democratic strategist. Um, and she was speaking very plainly about um, the fact that she's a daddy's girl, and her and her and her dad said to her very mm-hmm. plainly. She said, "You know, he's sick. I mean, he this is. is not. This is this is beyond. <sighs> right. I mean, there's a, there's something there's something radically wrong. And I'm not a, I'm a psychologist, but I mean, there, you don't have to be a psychologist to step back, be objective, and say, Wow, what something's going on here that's not that's not.'" That's not normal. And
3: the, 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 the two people that I think that ran for uh, the Republican nomination that I think have s- some really serious is Trump and Ben Carson. Those oh. are the two. But I just want to. Well,
0: I mean, and, and then to that point, I mean, Ben Carson, Trump literally um, uh, 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 said that Carson um, argued that um, Carson was was uh, um, a uh,
4: pedophile. He, yeah. that he, sat and mm-hmm.
0: he and he mm-hmm. and he went and
4: and endorsed him right. and has been a surrogate for and him. And Carson right. was out today uh defending Trump's remarks. You see. This is I mean and he's supposed to be he he's supposed to be a high Christian man. Mm.
0: <laughs> high Christian. Yeah. And uh it's it is so it's so the you know politics aside. I, I have to be I want I I, per, I I want to draw in here specifically so that we could talk as men about this it kind of insane charge that this
4: is quote locker room talk well i mean psychological effects aside i mean okay yesterday the country decided to celebrate a day in which we honor a white man who does whatever the hell he wanted Mm. (laughs) columbus day um I do believe Trump is also the embodiment of that as well. So there may be some psychological mm-hmm. things going on, but also this is a man who has for his entire life been unchecked with everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's been told he can do and say whatever the hell he wants and continues to do so. With impunity. With impunity. Right. Even on stage, like during that very debate that we just heard the clip from, he's stalking mm-hmm. and walking around behind mm-hmm. Hillary Menacing. Trump. because. Well, and I don't, I don't even know if he knows that right. because he's never been checked. He's never been told, like, yo, you're creepy. Even to that point, to that point
0: even when, the, when you see the video from when he's on the bus with Billy Bush, he, when he's getting off the bus, keep the fact that when he's getting off the bus, he knocks on the window to suggest, hey, somebody has to open the door for me.
3: Right. That's right. I mean,
0: literally, think about I mean, he, he knocks on the door and then Bush says, oh, oh just grab the handle. Oh, oh, okay. Then he grabs the handle and leaves the bus, even to the point where, why would I open the door for
2: myself? That, that's what that, it reminded me of that young man that got off for affluenza a few years ago oh, for, yeah. for killing someone in that driving accident, and that's what I was gonna say what Benjamin has said, is is really we're looking at dominant culture and what it does mm-hmm. to their psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Dr. Kress Welsling tried to check that uh, in the, from a psychological um, framework, and uh, you know a lot, a lot of mainstream America didn't want to accept it. But I think we're looking at that embodiment now because if, you know, when you look at Bigger Thomas, uh, you know, and, and Richard Wright's uh, fictional account, um, you know, this is Trump is the antithesis of that. And it's a lot of people. Ryan Lochte. It's a, you know from from the African American perspective, we've been watching this for years and years and years. And for whatever reason, it's. Um, Finally, being acknowledged by people uh, outside of the African American race, so I think that's a, a great time, and and you know this is a a pinnacle time to really have a, a civil rights movement, and he what better person to usher that in than Donald yeah, Trump. Trump himself?
0: Yeah. But I want to I want to say put put this on the table to kind of get it going as far as the specifics of, of Trump's behavior, um and 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 I and I'd say I thought about this for a few days actually, um you know. Personally, when I was a younger man, I, I I I know what I was. I know that I was a womanizer. I know that 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 um, I was as th- what the scripture says is a whoremonger or whatever. I mean, and I'm not saying that with any pride. I'm saying that because that was my reality. And I literally asked God to heal my heart from all that, and He has. But I I'm saying that to say specifically. When I, remember, when I think back on the stuff that I used to do when I was a younger man, the places I used to go, the people I used to hang out with, and all the things that I saw, and I've seen some terrible stuff, I never in my life, in 51 years, have ever even in my head said, I'm going to grab this woman by her vagina. Yeah. I, I mean, never has it, and I've never heard it. I played three sports in high school, so I've been in a lot of locker rooms. <laughs> I played ball in Los Angeles. I've been around dudes who have been, I mean, notorious. Mm. I've never one time in my life heard from one man say something. There's something about what he said that I I heard. I was like, wow, this guy is literally, he's an animal.
3: Yeah, he he is. And probably if he ever heard that, he's never been in a locker room, but probably the only one that he (laughs) did may have been in that he heard that (laughs) stuff was a golf (laughs) You know, men with little white balls running around, (laughs) as Dr. Wilson talks about, but we don't want to get it. So I I think that, you know, you got to look at it historically, too, that white males, you know, we joke and call them the masters of the universe, that they don't have any boundaries, like you were saying. They don't have any, like, say, I can't do this. So here's a guy, as you said, he is born. What did his father give him? Ten million dollars. A million. Mm-hmm. I think ten, a million. Well, well, it's been
4: said either t- a million ten, or a ten. Ten. Million.
0: And but then subsequent. Well, I mean, with right. his with
4: right. his bookkeeping, who knows? Right. Yeah, well, we exactly. don't really know. But he got a lot of money. Right. And
3: and then like unchecked at every level, uh, expanding, this saying what you want to say, going where you want to go. Uh, it's like if I mean I don't know what I would be like if I could just do anything. (laughs) Money's no object. Fame, I walk into a room, blah, blah, blah. And I think that Trump embodies that. So this, I mean, he couldn't restrain himself if he wanted to. This is just another stage of his evolution. He will learn absolutely nothing from this race when he loses. And he will lose But he will not learn anything from it. And I think that's a characteristic of the historical privilege that many white males Mm -hmm. have had. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, and I think think that that's, you know, once you reach a certain point, I don't think there is a a turning back. I think that the amount of things that would have to happen to Donald Trump in order for him to change his viewpoints, (laughs) I mean— yeah, he newer. was he was what in his 50s when he made these 59. remarks he was yeah. 59 right right, right. and s- somebody jokingly put up on twitter is like oh you know he was such a young man you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to s- <laughs> keep him down right. for some for some old remarks when yeah. he made when he was only 59 yeah. Right, yeah that's right <laughs> you yeah, know at, right. at this point i mean it's whatever happens in this election he's going to keep on what he's exactly. doing Exactly. By the president or not?
0: But what? So what does it say? Is if we if we to if we expand the conversation beyond Trump, um, and we can we can go back and forth and talk about him and talk about you know the state of affairs as far as the country is concerned, but ultimately, um, he has still a lot of support, and so there are people out there, and I've seen women, and whether they were just doing it because they're just going to be Trump supporters because of his white nationalist view or whatever it is, I've heard women. On, on television say it doesn't matter it, it, I mean I don't I don't care that he did these things he I heard one woman say well he's an, an American man and 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 so that speaks to uh, the prevalence of rape culture mindset mm-hmm. in the United States and that is something that goes beyond racial uh, categories that are how we treat our women and mm-hmm. um, um, uh, and, and, and so that's why I really wanted to have this conversation about about how how prevalent is this this feeling. I mean, I, I, my point the point being Trump is an extreme. Yeah. However, this is not something that's new or something that's unheard of as far as um, assault is concerned, as far as sexism is concerned, as far as misogyny is concerned. And that's why I really wanted to kind of have this conversation. Um uh because uh we, you know, black men, Asian men, Hispanic men, all none of us are are uh free and beyond um the possibility of us acting in similar ways, not to that extreme necessarily, because like I said, I had never heard nobody say nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But but it's an important conversation I think to have.
2: Mm-hmm. Well I you know, I think uh, you know, Manson had followers, too. David Koresh had followers, too. I mean, he reminds me of a cult-like being Mm -hmm. in that, uh, you know, people are willing to throw a blind eye to maybe even some of their own values just to go for the idealism, the the high idealism that they feel he represents. And, you know, for me, you know, I'm 44, and for me, reading up on Pinochet or... You know what happened to Allende in Chile and these sort of things. You wonder how that happened, and then you look at it in modern day. You can see right here with mm-hmm. propaganda mm-hmm. and just with people being fed up of of said, um, uh, you know, the composite culture that we have. So we're we're a scapegoat for a lot of that. Black Americans are both the scapegoat and the heroes. So it's it's a weird dichotomy that we live in. Um, but you know, I, I just I, I just think it's unfortunate and and without a. Uh, even a small magnitude of self-reflection by each individual American person, uh, you know, this is how these atrocities happen.
3: And, and I also think that you know, it's, it's really interesting, after all the gaffes, if you want to call them that, that Trump has made, usually somebody who seems to be rational, it could be Paul Ryan, it could be <laughs> Hillary Clinton, anybody, they'll say, this is not who we are. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that Trump does represent right. who we are. He he's got that hardcore thirty-five to a little bit under forty percent constituency. As he said he could go in the Times Square, shoot somebody, and he would still get votes. That core is what this country's all about. Violence, which we saw in his earlier primary runs and all this stuff like this, misogyny, racism, all of that are their core values woven. Into the society, and and it's what the Republican Party has produced. It's their own Frankenstein monster. To that point,
0: to that point, there was a a rally in front of the Republican National uh, Headquarters um, in uh, Washington D.C., mm-hmm. and uh, there were women there who were protesting. Uh, The fact that the RNC looked like they were moving away from Trump or several members of the Senate and the the House were moving away from Trump, uh, unendorsed him. Uh, Paul Ryan said, I'm not going to support him, even though he's still endorsing him, which is a whole nother story. Um, But there was a man in the midst of all these women holding signs, protesting the RNC, who on a sign, a man in the middle of all these women, about two dozen women, saying, I'd rather grab a... P word, mm-hmm. than be a P word.
4: Oh
0: my God! In the it, this is a man holding a sign in the midst of dozens that of women. So
4: many, so many things wrong.
0: Saying with that. I'd rather be, I'd rather grab a P word than be a P word.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I, I don't know. I've never, I, I've never, like I said, I've never heard anybody say that before in all my travels, and I've never seen this level of insanity in in politics before.
3: I mean, what on earth is going on? Well, you know, look, you have Ben Carsons who support a black man supporting Trump. You will also have women what do you call an Uncle Tom woman? I don't you know. know. Like, but you will have. I don't, you'll have, know, I don't you'll know have aunt something. I don't yeah, think we're qualified
4: aunt. in this room no. to figure out that. Yeah, term. I don't know what it is, but you get my
3: point. So <laughs> you'll have women who will support an absolute misogynist, somebody mm-hmm. who dislikes women, which he clearly does. You know, just like you have w- those three, three black women supporting Trump. I yeah, think oppression. two of them, Tom, and
4: Diamond,
0: yeah. Diamond, and right. suede or something like whatever. that. Diamond and silk, mm-hmm. whatever they are. You know, Real.
3: Larry Curley and Mo. <laughs> and, and and those three. So I think that you have among women self hatred that is reflected in those who say, "I'm I'm going to ride till I die with Trump." You know, uh, and I think that this society can produce people like a Ben Carson on terms of race. Or like a Phyllis Schlafly who just made her transition, who really dislike women and dislike being black and is reflected in them.
0: I, I was thinking I, th- I was thinking about um Carson over the weekend. I went to see um Birth of a Nation. Yeah. And um I for Ben Carson to say that Obamacare is worse than or as bad as or the worst thing since slavery. Uh, spoke to a level of of self loathing blackness that I I can't we can't comprehend. And, and again, going back to what I said earlier, uh, Donald Trump accused him of being a pedophile, mm-hmm. and he's still supporting him, and he's going around defending him. So this is these are these are dynamics that are uh, that. Uh, that beg for impact and Yeah, no, I I think it's
2: interesting. My wife and I were having a conversation, and she brought up a good point that if, if Trump was really sincerely sorry, uh, sorry, why didn't he apologize with money? Like he didn't <laughs> send any money to <laughs> women's groups or, yeah. right. right. you yeah. know, to House any anything that would advocate a sincere uh, movement towards an apology, and that and that's worth mentioning.
4: And, and there was nothing he the that he did was, that was apologetic in any way. I, like he 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 basically sidestepped and was like, oh, look at ISIS. Right, look in at right. the terrible world that we live in, and
0: Bill Clinton did worse than I did. That's that was right. best yes. we said, that's and, right. and he didn't apologize to Nancy Odell, the woman no, that he was talking right. about right. in that that's video. Right. Uh, so there's wow. that, too. Yeah. uh, we're gonna have to take a quick break. We got a lot of people trying to get into the conversation on the phone, so we're gonna take a break. We're uh, in the studio with three brothers talking about misogyny, sexism, and Trump's locker room talk. Um, we, we, we'll be back. You're listening to the first edition. Welcome back to First Edition here on WEA eighty I'm Sean Yose, your host Uh, We are talking about sexism, misogyny, and and, um, sexual assault And Donald Trump, of course, we're talking about locker room talk Or what he describes as locker room talk uh, I'm in the studio with Three Brothers, uh, Brother Changa Bell, Executive Director of the Black Male Yoga Initiative, Benjamin Youngcevich, Community Activist, Artist, and Founder of Zerf- Zerflin Global Design. Yep. Okay. And Dr. Ray Wimbush is Director of the Institute for Urban Research at Morgan State University. Um, several people want to get into the conversation. Let's go ahead and uh, open up the phone lines. Let's go to Brother Halim first. Brother Halim, welcome to the show.
6: Oh, uh, yes. How y'all doing? All right, man. Okay. Good. Well, let me uh, preface my my statements by saying I don't support Donald Trump, and I think that uh, the things that he said were horrible. You know, but I did not hear the same level of outrage when Bill Clinton did the things that he did. So it seems... I'm sorry?
0: I was going. I was just going to say I wasn't on radio then, but but Will go you, ahead, go ahead.
6: Talk, see when I make this, I'm not talking about you or anybody that's on your show. Okay, I'm speaking to the general population. Yes, sir. It seems to me that especially for African Americans, our level of outrage is determined upon the party. Of the doing what,
2: what what action of Bill Clinton are you talking about? Are you talking about him uh, with Jennifer, Jennifer Flowers or Monica Lewinsky? Which I mean, which one are you talking about?
6: All the sexual harassments before he was governor, while he was governor, when he was president, you had the most radical
4: feminist. I mean, it was all the news would talk about at that point, man. It was, was, it was it was a lot lot people outward. talked about right it exactly, yeah. he got impeached for it. I mean that's the first thing anybody thinks of when they talk but, about but about Haleem, Clinton. but halim
0: he was impeached for for having sex with Monica Lewinsky in the White House
6: from well, the Republican I'm saying the Democrats the individuals who, who are Democrats supported Bill Clinton all the way to
2: the end, especially but, in the film. Uh, No, no do you, do you I don't. Use? I don't right. think so. And also Lewinsky—that was Lewinsky and Flowers—was consensual. I mean, Trump was talking about just randomly walking up, using oh, his power and influence.
6: He had accusations of women saying that they
0: were harassed. Well, Halim, what's your? What's your? What, I mean, what are you trying? What's your point, brother? I mean, I'm just. My point you
6: know. is, as, as, as African American people, we are never going to be free with this devotion to the Democratic uh, party. You know, I, we have to be fair and we have to be impartial. You know, if, if, if I do something as a Democrat and another person do something as a Republican, we should have the same outrage.
2: Let, let, let me ask you a question. Why do we have to be fair and impartial when people like Trump in this country historically have never been fair and impartial? Ever. Okay. that is, That's the very definition of entitlement and dominance. So why O'Malley do we bear that burden?
6: Said, was Martin O'Malley... And impossible
2: when he arrested no, no, I don't. I'm not saying to divert the topic. I'm asking you personally: Why would we bear the burden of truth when others have not? That right. is the very. That is what dominant culture gets us to do. Mm-hmm. They get you to start carrying their cross for them and and carrying their cause. That's their cause. That's not your cause, Henley.
4: And yeah. it, exactly, this is this is exactly Donald Trump's argument too. So when Donald Trump is confronted with this, he says, "Well, look at the cool Democratic bill. Party right. and look exactly. all the stuff that right. they did. Yeah, we're not Both parties about have done horrible, horrible things to press press women." Out throughout history i don't think there's a this is not an oppression olympics this, this is about talking about right, this terrible I think thing this, that he right did.
0: it's there's not, not a there's not a, none of them none of them having a um i forget the word i'm looking for but bottom line is they it's it's plenty to go around but um yeah Halima, i i think you
6: no, we we have, we just have a different um uh outrage when someone
0: I don't, of the other party. I don't think that I don't know. I don't think that's I mean Halim, you and I we can go back and forth, but I mean I don't I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. But I thank you for your call, brother, as always. Uh let me go to uh that's interesting.
4: Um that's real interesting I mean I don't I don't think there's a there's a comparison. Like there is no equivalent in any party uh, throughout history, right. that has ever done or said the things that Donald Trump is saying. Well, I agree. He's he's unprecedented. Never, he, he's nev- we've never seen anything like him. Right. And, I mean, the, and, and, there and are people who have said these kinds of things, but, but not running for president.
2: And, and he's, he's running for president like a rapper. You know, they say it all <laughs> on on wax, and then they go validate it. Like, all right, now that I said it, I got to go shoot it up. That's I mean, literally. He's like the first hip-hop rapper. I mean, hip-hop president in that. In the wow, negative sense. In the worst in the, sense. The negative. The,
0: yeah. Let me go to Roscoe in Northeast Baltimore. Roscoe, you're on <laughs> you First too Edition. Much Thanks for lot. Respect
4: for hip-hop to put that. <laughs> yeah, well, old-school <laughs>
2: hip-hop wasn't Go ahead,
7: Roscoe. Yeah, uh... How y'all doing today? I guess I'm gonna be interested too. First of all, <laughs> let me start by saying I am not gonna vote for Donald Trump because of his position on the on the Supreme Court. No, but okay. let me ask you this. You know, your host you, you gave a little litany of your sexual past and your sexual history. Yes, brother. Suppose you suppose you suppose you're lying about that. I mean, I don't know about you guys. You never <laughs> heard a, 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 a man make a whole lot of ale- a whole lot of claims. Well, I didn't put a number sexual.
0: on I didn't put a number I, I understand on
7: it, bro. I understand that. All right. But you, Y'all never heard men that make a lot of claims and and allegations about their sexual files, but been
5: lying
2: through their teeth. Right.
6: Okay then. You be No, but but what I you think, you think
2: that's saying? a good point. I think that's a good point. But why why would that you know if that surface? Why surfaced, would, I, would I have the game by that? But I if did. that surfaced as as you're running for president, then right. you know, then maybe that's how. I'm time just putting it
4: out up. there in case I run for president. Right, and, that's and that's right. this is what we were talking about over the break. I mean, like you know, if he is saying these things, that's the thing. I've heard people say the things that Donald Trump has said. I've heard that, and then there have been people who have stepped up and been like. No, bro, that's not okay. Don't say that shit.
0: Ooh. Ooh. That's all right. Live radio. Roscoe, thank you. Thank you for your call.
2: Let me go to. And also, this is the number. I mean, what number? uh, We used the word gaff early. What is this, like the 200th? Thing he's done I mean yeah. like Oh yeah I
4: mean There's right. there's an article I found yesterday On the Telegraph That has like all It's a it's a tracker A sexism tracker It has records Going back to like 1991 Of all the things That he's done And you have to like Scroll 15 times To get to the bottom Of the page I mean He's just
2: telling On himself He called the blacks He kept saying right, the, the blacks, blacks. Right, The blacks. I mean, blacks He's marginalized Locker room, right. room banter Everything the is the beneath right. him it's the, Oh that's yeah. the locker room Oh those this are the, the blacks, blacks. Oh, Those are the, the Latinos the, 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 are, the,
0: What do they call it, The housekeeper They call, oh. he called. the um, I just want to know what
2: what is mainstream to someone like himself? If you know, and don't
3: forget, he said that the uh, Central Park Five are guilty oh, yeah. regardless of wow. DNA and or wow. confess what the victim says.
4: Yeah, well, and know. continues to hold that position. Right. Exactly. To this day. Holds to this that, day.
3: This, uh, that in
0: and of itself is disqualifying in my mind. Of The fact that he was the, chi- the, the, the uh, chief birther, chief of the birthers, That's is disqualifying. Right. The fact that he held the position in the 90s against exactly. the Central Park Five is disqualifying. Yet it's taken all of this for the, the house to finally come tumbling down, which mm-hmm. is fascinating in and of itself. Let's go to Anonymous next. Anonymous, you're on First Edition. How you doing?
5: Hi, do you mean me?
0: Yeah, I hear
5: you. Oh, hi. Hey. Um, so I, I am anonymous disclaimer because I'm not yet retired from the military. And mm. what I'm going to say mm. is that this culture exists in the military. Oh, absolutely. Full sure. bore. Sure. And um, so first I want to thank you so much for having this conversation. Absolutely. Because I really believe that a big factor in changing this culture is for men to stand up to men and women also to stand up to to women because mm-hmm. I, I realized <laughs> that we fall under the predominant number of survivors of sexual assault but we are by far not the only people That's who fair. are sexually assaulted um, I, I just you know so the I, I am a white woman the white male uh, in the military predominantly feels that he's supreme mm. and what Catalina bird has said all along is so true. The divide is by gender. Wow. I'd rather have mm-hmm. somebody that urinates standing up next to me than somebody who has to crouch to do the same.
6: Mm.
5: And the packing order is dismal. And we women hurt ourselves because we don't stand up for ourselves as a group. Women, and and I don't know what you call this, but we, you know, because we're so much, there are so many survivors. I mean, we're scared. It sure. is, you know, go to work every day, terrified at some level of fear, acting like a prey animal because it's happened so many times. It has become normal. Mm-hmm. And, and this is just no way to live. Yeah. And for him to to for Trump to say this is OK, it's not OK. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe it's taken this. And, and people are backing out on backing out on him. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just I'm, I'm livid. Right. There, there are two books. And one of uh, maybe two of your psychologists, there's a there's a book that says, that is called um, Why Does He Do That? And it's about angry and controlling men. Mm-hmm. It's I'm an familiar. incredibly good study on identifying. I wish I'd read it when I was in high school mm. and I sent it to my nieces. How do I identify a sociopathological right. person like Trump from the rest of the world? I mean, his world is the only world that matters. His truth is the only truth that matters. Right. And when you start to try and tell him that that's not correct, he becomes incredibly dangerous.
0: And I, well, Sis, I appreciate you calling in and, and sharing your insights. We appreciate you very much. Um, so let's go to uh, let's go to Stephanie next. Stephanie, you're on First Edition. How you doing?
8: Hi, I'm well. Thank you. Sure. Um, I. I, I want to say so much, and I know I have a little time. Right. But I think that if, you, if we look at what is becoming acceptable behavior in the culture at large, I think that what, uh, for an example, the, the, the white male that raped the 14-year-old girl and yeah. the judge let him off early because he didn't want to affect him adversely, or the, mm-hmm. the football team that um, uh, drugged and, and made unconscious, some young girl and they dragged her around and they date raped her and um they videotaped it but it's in the i forget what city it is but it's where the town is dependent on football and they the town literally um acted out against the girl who wanted to press charges because they don't want to Mm -hmm. interfere with the money that the the, the, that the football team brings in and I think that Donald Trump is just a wonderful model of this schizophrenic American identity that espouses all these virtues and all these values of of, of being puritanical and being ethical and hard workers and, and having humanity when they are deviants. And, I mean, they, they fight for freedom, but then they—, they um, uphold the the royal family is uh, still on a pedestal while we're here in this country they talk about them as though they're they're absolutely the most important thing um i just think that the schizophrenia of of western of, of this american culture is feeding on itself and unfortunately people are don't Think critically any longer. Well, Stephanie, and
0: that's 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 something I've been we've been talking about a lot on the show actually mm-hmm. lately. But uh, we, I thank you for your call and your insights, sis. I appreciate you. Um, let's go to Brother Ock next. Brother Ock, you're on First Edition. How you
7: doing? All right. how you brothers doing? All right, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, somebody needs a Donald Duck, tape Trump's mouth. <laughs> but
6: we <laughs> we need.
2: To but get then the
4: we wouldn't bill. know. Then we wouldn't know what he's thinking.
2: Right, right. I think it's great that it's all out in the air. He's telling <laughs> them. and do, so. do. And what, in, in a good time to bond.
6: Uh-huh. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Didn't Bill Clinton do Monica Lewinsky with a Cuban cigar when we had an embargo mm. with Cuban? In the oral,
2: was... office. The oh,
6: oral
3: office. office. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. Badger. Right. <sighs> wow. It wasn't a block <laughs> locker room, locker room band <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Locker room I band But that
2: was a case of boy, See, there We saw all said that yeah, time. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go to Sergeant Freeman next. Sergeant Freeman, you're on First Edition. How you doing? Hey,
7: guys. Hey, man. You look at it this way. In 32 or so, we had the little private, right? And everybody thought he was cool because things were going to be changing over there. And then yeah. the Jews... They said, well, he's not too bad. Wow. We're still having parties here on it. the Right. And then they started, uh, you know, closing down some of the stores. And they said, okay, well, you know, whatever. It's a new deal. Then they start taking, uh, you know, putting uh, swastika signs, so we, but not we, sure right. what that artwork meant. Right. Well, so and we know the story. Later sorry, on, the story. they go ahead and um, they close down those places, and all of a sudden you saw your paintings get shipped right. off on the train.
0: Right. So and we, then
7: after that... We
0: know this narrative, Sergeant surgery. We know the history. But I'm just saying,
7: this guy has created that type of SS kind of mentality because the people up in Ohio and all those red states in which they are at, they, 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 they were shooting themselves in the head and jumping off of buildings back in '32. Mm. So now they haven't lived the life that we have lived as, as survivors, and now the reality is catching up with them. Instead of trying to be valid point. progressive and moving forward and being like people in Flint, Michigan, they went out to the, the uh, Dakotas and Montana to get, to get 60, $60 an hour jobs out there. Right. But then they never move away from these places because those they don't build those widgets no more.
0: Right. Understood. Understood, Sergeant Freeman. And, and the point's well taken. I mean, I I think all the time about a comment that Asada Shakur made. Um, uh, it was at the end of, uh, of like Water for Chocolate, the, the uh, Common mm-hmm. album,
5: mm-hmm. where
0: she talks about freedom, or not knowing freedom, and mm-hmm. she says I, she said, I know more about what freedom isn't That's
3: than right. what it is, because mm-hmm. I ain't never been free and, one,
0: right. and, and you can't, you don't know I, put, I, would, I would argue that the vast majority of these people who characterize themselves as patriots as Americans as, as uh, freedom loving they don't know what the hell freedom is because they've yeah. never had their freedom taken away from them right. or infringed upon. Exactly, right. exactly. And, and and that's a that's a major major problem uh, in our country. And I think it is it, in some ways it's at the root of the movement, the Trump movement.
3: W- one of the things I truly fear is that I don't believe, and I've told my colleagues this, I don't believe that on November 8th this is over. No, no. Uh, no by no uh, it's If just he the wins, beginning. God help us. But if he loses, God help us. Because I think that his band of followers, his minions are going to do other things in this country.
0: Oh, and he's already said, look, if I lose, it's rigged. That's right. It's right. rigged. That's right. Election's rigged, so we, we you know, I don't know what's going to happen
4: after you know, Rigged or unrigged, I mean, he's got an entire army of people who That's are now right. following him diehard to the point where they'll make signs and have men holding them out yeah. and yeah. saying the things, are kind of the things you said.
2: But I think it would be nice to see a counter-movement come out of this. I'm, I think the two ladies that called him before... They were, you know, and speaking about the fear of of sexism in in the workplace and in the military. I mean, it's the same fear that we have as Black people walking around. I mean, we get one chance only. That's right. I mean, and operating in the space I do with wellness is I'm one. I'm always one allegation away from not being able to provide for my family, whether that's real or not. Mm-hmm. The threat is real. The, the words can be real. It can tear down I'm my done. whole business. Mm-hmm. And and it's the same thing that we're getting pulled over, whether I have the kids in the car or not. We've seen it. The, the sharpshooting mm-hmm. police with Corinne Gaines, he aimed his mm-hmm. gun and shot at a five-year-old. So, whether, so there is zero protection. Right. So I think there's a lot of empathy that can come out of this for uh, groups. You remember in the 80s when it was mad and sad, mothers mm-hmm. against drunk mm-hmm. driving, et cetera. It would have been nice to see them all come together and not just be separated. So it's the same right. thing now with all of our uh, fiefdoms, uh, our little groups that operate against uh, you know, the status quo, if you will. Now is the time to truly come together, not necessarily, uh, you know, as Democrats or Green Party, but just to start amalgamizing and and, and right. fighting that because that fear is um, very unsettling to uh, at least for me personally to my core, right? As mm-hmm. a, as a father and as a business business owner, and I'm not perfect. No one is, and so just to, the fact that with that dominant culture that they can just flippantly say like Ron Lochte did, oh yeah, yeah, some some people are color yeah, you know, and that's it, that it's that simple. Mm-hmm. And where we're guilty until proven innocent. So I think Donald Trump re- represents that, but it would be nice for those callers to you know to write in and we, we get together and, and create a, a, a giant group against mm-hmm.
4: that. I mean there's there's no reason not to organize at this point because what Trump has done with these last statements is he's kicked over the last pedestal. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it's a shame that he had it had come to this one, but I think the country needed to know that the last pedestal to kick over was the sanctity of white women. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd been kicking over pedestals and people have been talking about everything since he started. They've been talking about Central Park 5, they've been talking about immigration, they're talking about Islamophobia, all of these things. And he's finally reached the end where he's like, White woman, I'm going to kick you over too. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is when he starts losing endorsements some endorsements, not yeah. all endorsements. But this is the last point. And so at this point, yeah, there is no more reason to not organize together because. Yeah. He has shamed all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to Clarence next. Clarence, you're on First Edition. How are you doing?
4: Pleasure. Dr. Winbush,
6: you're, you're one of my favorite people. I, mm-hmm. I say that. Dr. Winbush. Yeah. Um, when a writer writes a script, he can either write it out of personal experience or out of his imagination. Yes. Now, when you take somebody like Donald Trump, whom I've always alleged, based on reading the history of the guy, that he's a criminal. You know, he's he's tantamount to being he a. He But when you look at this guy, and you look at a movie like Goodfellas, does that not suggest to you that the culture that this guy came from actually exists? I mean, the pro, this it's like look watching a movie sometimes. Um, and last thing I'd like to say, um, all roads lead to somewhere in Europe without
3: being too pacific. Thank you. Hmm. Right. Well, really quick. You know, I, you know I think that with Americans, you know, I've traveled a lot around the world and Americans know less about their history than any other group of people that I've ever met. You can sit on the left bank in Paris and hear people talk about the American Civil War and actually learn more there than you would Sitting in, in our own b- history books, exactly, yeah. and I think that w- what you said, brother, is very important. I think that this culture bore you know Donald Trump. Uh, you know, he may have been born I don't know when 1940s or whatever, but th- he comes from a long line of Americans of gun culture, of misogyny, of rape, race of enslaver- yeah, enslavement, yeah. racism. He's born, he embodies that he's the the pus ball if you please uh, for <laughs> all of that stuff and it's exploding on America uh, right now yeah, and I know it's a it nasty metaphor yeah, it's, but but it still it's it reflects it's what he yeah it reflects what he is so I agree with you brother I do well I,
0: I think Bill Maher God oh, bless him God, uh, yeah. God bless him he he caps capital he capitalized um, uh, Trump very uh, succinctly. He said he's a, a, a douchebag from Queens. That's I mean, right. And that's, that's right. and that's and that speaks to what Clarence was talking about. That goodfellow's right. mentality. He's just a douchebag from Queens. I mean, that's, that's who he is, and he is trying to become president of the United States. That's right. but there's that. Let's go back to the to the phones.
2: That, that Queens hip hop connection again. There <laughs> yeah, it is. Queens. I, <laughs> I, I, I knew it was something I smelled. Let's that. yeah, cool. go. <laughs> Let's go to Natasha and Randallstown.
0: <laughs> Natasha, you're on first edition. How you doing, sis? I'm Hey,
5: again. hey. Hi. hey. I, I found that Ivanka and Trump's father daughter uh, interaction very questionable. Mm, if you notice
6: yeah.
5: after any event, she's the first one to kiss him. While the
8: wife stands back like a foreigner wow, wow. like she has no part of the family and I noticed the pecking order wow. of the family. Like if you
5: were not born of the in order, like Marla's daughter's uh,
0: yeah, uh, Tiffany. Trump.
5: Marla's yeah. child will come over and he'll shut down. Yeah. He won't even like speak to her. Wow. He just causes division. You can see how divided that family is. And it's just
0: Unbelievable! I believe she's going to divorce him right after the election. Well, I don't. Let I me mean, Go ahead. Interesting point. I'm going to be a, a psychologist again. You know, trend.
3: Trevor <laughs> Noah, if you look at his show at night on Comedy Central, he's got a segment called uh, Donald Trump wants to boing his daughter. <laughs> and the relationship is weird. For example, if you saw that dialogue between he and Howard Stern, Stern yes, that was strange. Well, to, yeah. if my daughter if somebody that said that about my daughter, period, we'd be fine. I, I
0: would have yeah. killed Howard Stern.
3: Exactly. And but he,
0: he... He he just said, he just went along He was like, yeah. Yeah, she Well, is. see, so, so here's the... He, he volunteered. He that's, said, yeah. my daughter is so hot that right. if she wasn't my daughter, I would be dating her. He, he said, said that. that on, right. he, he publicly said that. And Unlike, you're right. When Howard Stern said, can we talk about your daughter? Yeah. What a piece of ass is right. what he
3: said. Right. And how
0: and 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 Donald Trump said yes. Yeah. He didn't just say like he didn't punch Howard Stern in the mouth.
3: No. He no. What, he went along with it. I know. And see all of that is, you know, the sister just said, that stuff is strange. And mm-hmm. as a psychologist, we're having a field day with Trump. <laughs> I mean, a public analysis of course. <laughs> but it's a field day because he exhibits so much pathology at so many levels.
4: Uh, let's go. You can just follow the Twitter account. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. Let's
0: let's go to let's go to Terry in Ricestown. Terry, you're on First Edition. How are you doing?
9: Pretty good. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. You know, I just have a few comments that what Donald Trump said and his actions really doesn't surprise me because if you know a lot of people did their homework and and really read his history, nothing he said surprised me. That's a good it's point. just. The icing on the cake for who he really is, you know. Um, but the thing that you know, his this election really is an example of where the morals in our society has really gone because the things that he has said and he has done, you know, and he still has the amount of voters that he has. So, right. to me, this is saying that. You know, our moral values are lowered and they're about change. I understand if you want to change, but he's not the Republican change. He has no moral values, no integrity, and our youth are following this election. If you go to a number of uh, uh, the schools in any community they can tell you about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton so electing him what kind of message would that send to our youth nowadays when we're already having difficulties especially in the African-American community you know
0: absolutely true absolutely true Terry And, and to that point uh, you know, Trump has said that African-Americans, all black people are living in hell. Yeah. You don't have you have no schools. You have no jobs. They also live all in urban areas. Uh, right. As well. But I mean, but, and, and, but the, no the, the, the point specifically as far as the schools, you have literally millions of black kids who are doing extremely well right. in, in, all across Most this country of them are. are doing extremely well. They're their public school educated. There are some outstanding public schools, even in Baltimore City, believe it or not. And what does that say when Trump says all y'all are dumb, all y'all have terrible schools? What does that say to all those what black kids out there? Except, what do you have to lose?
4: What do you have to lose? Go with Trump. I mean, she started off her her comment that like, saying that she's not surprised. I'm not surprised. Trump could say something completely off the wall tomorrow, and I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, that's that's right in line. And that, that like that's, I am more concerned about the following that are justifying mm-hmm. that speak mm-hmm. and those Great. Th- those pieces of rhetoric than him actually saying it. Because that means that, like, you know, we we today we witness pastors going on air and justifying the things he was saying. Boy, that's a lot, lot more God. concerning to me than mm-hmm. than his loud mouth. I expect that out of him at this point. She's absolutely right. I'm not surprised.
0: But what's even Saturday, they probably got bought off by a couple of chicken dinners and a box of red box of wine. I mean, that's how cheap...
4: Some sure. of these cats are, mm-hmm.
2: um, uh, and it's just to be
4: associated with the name, yeah, just right. to be associated. And with these the these are brand. these are well-known pastors. These are up and up. Mike Huckabee support. Mike Huckabee. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's take one more call. Let's go to John in Ellicott City. John, uh, you're on First Edition. How you doing? Yes, yeah, so y'all
6: just touched upon what has really concerned me about this is the reaction of. Uh, you know, many of our church leaders, I mean, not my church, but, you know, especially the white evangelicals, right. mm-hmm. how in spite of the coarseness of his language, and they pride themselves with being values voters, and uh, they, you know, and they still support that man. And I haven't heard too much of the criticism being led by what we call major Christians, I mean, people who pastor real large churches. Right. Right. I, you know, I haven't heard that much, you know, in terms of uh, the, the courses of his language and how he is. About yeah. well, uh, the race. I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
3: No, just real quick, brother. But a lot of them are afraid to oppose Trump right. because a lot of those people comprise their congregations. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. They're Absolutely. afraid to lose money on that point. Yeah. Thank
0: you, brother. Um, and I want to thank all three of y'all for coming through and, and, and having this conversation. I think it was... Uh, Definitely, definitely do, given what we've experienced in mm-hmm. these last few days. Um, w- w- and very interesting comments and insights from our listeners as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, very important that we have these conversations ongoing as we go forward. And call it out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You see right. it. Call it out. Uh, Changa Bell is the executive director of the Black Male Yoga Initiative. He'll be here tomorrow, right? Yeah,
2: yes. Wellness Wednesdays. Thanks Wellness for having Wednesday. me on a Tuesday. All right.
0: Exactly. Wellness <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, Benjamin Youngsevich. He's a community activist, artist, and founder of the Zerflin Global Design. Ben, thank you. Good to see you, brother. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. And Dr. Ray Wimbush, the big brother, director of the uh, Institute for Urban Research at Morgan State University. Dr. Wimbush, it's always a pleasure to see you, man. Thank you. Appreciate what you're doing, bro. Appreciate you, man. Uh, that's it for us. That is it for first edition. It is a production of WEAA. The show is produced by executive producer Sean Yose, associate producer Iorio Dizua. Our board operators are Andre Melton and Autumn Queen. Stay tuned for Wealthy Radio with Deborah Owens next right here on Public Radio WEAA 88.9 FM. The voice of the community. I'm Sean Yose. Peace.